Thanks for tuning in to the Realtor Moms podcast. We are Tasha and Jamie, full-time realtors in the FM and surrounding areas and admittedly average moms. This is how we sell homes and try to keep our kids alive. Hi, everyone. Today on the Realtor Mom podcast, uh, Jamie and I are going to be talking about, well, whether you're going to be a Lone Ranger or not. (laughs) Uh, and, And what that's in reference to is, if you decide to build, are you going to do it on your own? And what are the benefits to hiring a realtor to help you? Totally. Yeah. And hey, we're in the same room together for the first time in and forever. a really long time <laughs> recording. So <laughs> um, yeah, we hope everybody out there is feeling well and, and doing well. And thanks for tuning into the podcast. But if you're thinking about building instead of buying an existing home, um, should you, do you really need a realtor or can you be the Lone Ranger and go it alone? Obviously we're a little biased, but we absolutely think you need a realtor. We're going to share with you a few reasons why. Exactly. Go ahead, Tasha, take it away. Tell us why. Well, you know, I, I can tell you, um, this one's hitting just a little close to home this time. It always happens. It always happens. (laughs) I I think if you've been a realtor for any amount of time, at some point you're going to have a client decide to go off on their own. Oh, I could get such a good deal from the builder or I could save this money. Mm -hmm. And so really kind of when it's all said and done, I think it's important to have an advocate. And that's what a us as realtors are we're advocates for our clients it's really our belief to look out for your best interest from start to finish so absolutely and and um we're we're definitely not doing this podcast to make builders out to seem like bad guys by any means that's not it at all and (laughs) you know um i'm not even saying that there aren't some instances where you might save a few bucks not having a realtor however how often is it that you, you know, you get what you pay for or therefore don't get what you don't pay for? And and our position really is to advocate for our client. You know, builders are great. They they have a job to do, and that is to build you a fantastic, beautiful home that you desire. Um, and realtors are great. And our job is to advocate for you, help you make decisions with to whatever degree that you need our assistance. Or even maybe, maybe our job is just kind of to make sure that we... Um, keep you informed of your everything from deadlines to budgeting questions to giving suggestions based on upgrades that'll add value all those kinds of things Um, again just wanted to point out we're not here to call anybody out as being a bad guy but things can come up and and during a build a builder has to represent themselves and that can kind of leave you out in the dark or out in the cold if something goes amiss so what are some of the things that can go wrong where a realtor is (laughs) really really essential if if, you know at one point or super helpful um yeah if if something doesn't go the way as planned well you know i'm gonna just start off with you know lots you know what are you wanting to build on that particular lot and is that home going to fit into that neighborhood Mm -hmm. you don't want to be the best shiniest penny uh home on that lot or in that neighborhood not, you do not right not typically because it can be uh, there can be a whole host of you know like are you you, you do kind of want to fit into your neighborhood most of the right. time right then everybody feels a little bit differently but what what happens with, with an appraisal if you over improve on a lot in a neighborhood where the average price is going to be 50 75 100 150 thousand dollars less than you're going to build do you know that going into it if you haven't hired a realtor to um, look into those kinds of things for you? Yes, exactly. Right. You know. Or what if you're dead set on a lot, but that lot comes with only one builder? Like, 
and you don't like their plans, you know, do you sacrifice the location to, to pick a different builder and, and miss out on the perfect spot that you always wanted to be? Or do you sacrifice on the house, not getting essentially the house that you wanted just because you it's in the location that you were hoping for? Well, realtors can not always, we're not always magical workers, but um, a lot of times we can help you find something or potentially even negotiate um, with a different builder or maybe get a lot trade or, or there's a lot of things that, that we can we try can to do, do to, to try to get as many of your wishes and wants satisfied. Correct. So, yeah. The other piece to it too is... I, you know, I know that I'm, if I try to be at every single selection meeting yeah, when me it comes too. to picking countertops to flooring to, you know, right. the siding color on the outside of your home to the mm -hmm. brick or stone mm -hmm. work that's on your home. I am at every appointment and you are as well. And we are there to kind of help you decide on what is a good investment in terms of the selections mm -hmm. you are choosing or if mm -hmm. something you are choosing doesn't really quite fit in with our area and isn't going to add value. Yeah, right. Well, and even ask yourself, how many houses have you looked at or how many houses have you been in, you know, the buyer in the last two weeks? Just just uh, get a round number. Have you been in five <laughs> different houses in the last two weeks and looked at some options, especially houses that you would consider uh, idea houses, right? Well, your realtor has probably been in five houses that day. Exactly. It's very likely. Oh, or maybe not. But, you know, or 30 or 40 houses that week. So... We, we can give you a lot of, oh, hey, I saw this here, or this might work here, or just help with a lot of ideas. And, and certainly, we love to have our opinions, too. We understand it is your decision. But <laughs> one thing that we, we do come to the table with is um, a lot of really good ideas, I think. And I like to think we have good I, ideas. I think, so. I like to think so, too. <laughs> you know, the thing, too, is, you know, is what you are choosing and what you are deciding for your home, you know, we... I go into every every situation and every deal with every single client, at mm -hmm. least having the conversation on what will this look like whenever it may be that you decide to sell. Um, sure, I think it's yeah. important for every right. buyer to know, okay, whatever the negatives are now, they you know are they going to stay negatives? Mm -hmm. What are the positives and are they going to continue being positives? But you really, I like to, I always say, that we should talk about what is this going to look like if you ever have to resell. Right. Uh, I just right, think that's important. Even if they're planning to build the house they're going to live in forever, sometimes stuff changes. Yeah. What if you get that? Fortunately or unfortunately, right? But what if you, what if, what if some, one of you or your husband, you know, or you or your wife gets that dream job in a different city and all of a yeah. sudden you find yourself moving? Right. What does that right. look like to have, look like to have to resell your home? Mm -hmm. So, you know, at least we try to offer feedback and advice and information that could help if ever that yes. situation occurs. Another thing I know I like to do, and you've told me before you like to do, is put together a spreadsheet on costs. Yeah, and <laughs> I've got a column for deadlines. Yeah, you, you do not want to miss missing a deadline. You know, again, we're working with the builder, not against them. Um, but missing a deadline can put your builder at a disadvantage. It can totally change your trajectory for your closing date, or it can cost you money. Sometimes you can do a change or make a selection after a deadline. But there's a there's a fee. There's a fee for and, that. And our goal is to keep the cost down and keep things running as smoothly as possible. And one more thing I wanted to add to selections too, right? Whether it be lighting, flooring, uh, adding square footage, all those things. 
Um, when it comes to appraisal time, all of these things factor into the price that you're paying for the home, right? Well, not all of those things necessarily add quote unquote value in the eyes of an appraiser. And so if you're working as a lone ranger and all of a sudden you're getting close to closing and that appraisal comes in and it's short, man, it would have maybe been nice to have had the opinions and the, you know, somebody behind you to say, hey, maybe don't upgrade to the really fancy sod because it might, it might not, not appraise. appraise and then you're going to have to come with additional cash to closing or even just somebody to tell you this is what could happen. Um, again, that's probably a silly example, but but we are here to identify some of those value-adding upgrades or or places where you can cut back a little bit and, and even give you some ideas on things that maybe you could do yourself after closing if budget is starting to be a concern. Perfect. And when is it not a concern? I mean, Budget right? is always a concern. Yeah. I don't care what price point you're yeah. at. At some point, what you want, mm-hmm. just... The budget I know, right? is always a concern. <laughs> I don't, you know, the the list gets a mile long. Yes. There's always things that come up. And, and you always think to yourself, this is the one house. I'm going to do it right this time because then I'm, you know, I could just spend a little bit more and get it perfect. But you got to keep an eye on the big picture. Yeah, because right? somehow 5,000 in upgrades now turn into 50,000 in oh, upgrades, I know. right? It can happen very fast. <laughs> hey, it has happened. Yes. So. And, and we, Tasha and I have both had experiences where... Um, we have been made aware of buyers who have been lone rangers, as we'll call them, um, who were really surprised a couple days of foreclosing by their bottom line. Oh, yeah. Because they weren't keeping track of it. Or there was miscommunications with, with the builder. And again, not calling out the builder as being a bad person, but maybe they got a message that, that they interpreted this way, but the buyer interpreted it a different way. That's why Tasha said we try to and, and really do attend pretty much every single meeting that you have so that we can take notes. And then we've got something in writing to fall back on in case there is a discrepancy between Correct. builder and buyer. And we just want to keep that relationship as positive as possible. We want you to be so excited with the process and especially your house when the when when it's all done. Well, again, it's not like we can't prevent bumps in the road, but what we're trying to do is help you kind of navigate mm-hmm. through them. Speaking of which, what happens if it looks like there's going to be a huge delay? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard of liquidated damages? Yes. Um, that can be applied or implied by either side. What do you do if you've now sold your house? The one you're supposed to be moving into is and not already, ready. Where are you going? What are you doing? Everybody's falling out of contract. <laughs> what do you do if you're all alone in that situation? Who's there to advocate right. for you? Right, right. <laughs> and that's a great spot where well, it's your realtor. Your realtor is there to help you navigate it. We can usually see it coming before. Not always. You know what I mean? Like if there's a huge rain delay, uh, <laughs> right? you know, relatively close to closing and then it's an outdoor thing that's not done. Well, that's one thing. But, um, you know, we do our absolute best to be tracking the timelines from a point early on in the construction schedule so that we're not surprised. But there's always there's circumstances always once circumstances, in a while yeah. where maybe there is a delay that nobody can avoid. Well, then we're here to help you. Maybe we've got to help you find a place to stay short term or a place for your pets to go short term. Um, that Again, just maybe another... Maybe trying to move dates around, yeah. pushing closing yep. back. Uh, you know, it, mm-hmm. it happens. It does happen. Or in worst case situations where we're addressing who's paying what for liquidated damages. Which can, in case you're not aware, buyers can end up having to pay liquidated damages. Yes, they can. And they can add up really fast, hundreds of dollars per day in some instances. So that, again, can cost you a lot of money. And we want to try to avoid that. 
Correct. (laughs) And I want to say, too, let your realtor work for you. Like, um, it's hard if a buyer has been in talking with a builder. You know, they get really excited, so they call the builder, and they meet together, and they start doing all these things and processes. And and, the realtor's left out. Yeah, and then they call, they go home, and they're like, oh, hey, Jamie, we just had this great four-hour meeting with ABCDEFG contracting. Right. And they're going to build us a house, and so you could just write it up. Like, Whoa. (laughs) it it never fails three months later somebody's saying well don't you remember we said that in that very first meeting but it was never written down and that can again really end up the buyer ends up being on the short end of the stick i had that happen i had some clients go around me a number of years ago go around me to contact the builder and i wasn't involved and all of a sudden there was a five thousand dollar upcharge for spring costs and because over digs spring costs and Ah. i was not at that meeting i was not had nothing to do with it and there was nothing i could do at the end of the day to kind of hold the builder's feet to the fire like no no that's not what we agreed to that is not what the contract says because you weren't there i was not there that conversation and and it happened because i was not there yeah so so it's again not speaking badly of builders maybe there really was something that came up but at the end of the day i mean we're there to try and just be a liaison knowing Mm -hmm. how the building process works knowing how the lending side works not only that but how there are lots of things you just don't know what you don't know exactly in a lot of situations who 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 may or may not be unfamiliar with overdig costs or spring concrete cost or Correct. you maybe didn't even think to ask so <laughs> yeah we're here you don't to know help what you. you don't know <laughs> at the end of the day mm-hmm. i do have to say it's a complicated process and what we're here to do is just to have your back mm-hmm. and to negotiate on your behalf to represent you and make it as positive of an experience as we can possibly do so we, we want you to be as happy as as you can exactly and enjoy it and love your new house that's the (laughs) goal and the joy of all of this right and it is stressful but you will absolutely get through it and uh with a little help from your realtor you should be happy about it when it's all completed perfect thanks so much for tuning in we would love to be your realtor reach out Replay or hear more episodes at RealtorMomsPodcast.com or check us out on iTunes. We do post funny stories and more information on Facebook and Instagram, so feel free to check us out there. This podcast is produced by Tasha Barrett and Jamie R. Swenson of Park Company Realtors, Fargo, North Dakota, 701-237-5031.